We've got Superman, Essential Comics, and motherfucking Black Panther on an all-new episode of Tridents and Tracers. Again and welcome back to Tridents and Tracers, episode number ten, number two of the revamp, number ten, I guess in the uh, the legacy numbering, if you will. Uh, we're back again this week. Uh, we being just me, Ryan Taylor, your host, and uh, originally planned to have a guest in this episode, didn't work out, but uh, we're rescheduling. Going to have a lot of guests in the future. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I've got a, a whole, a brand new segment I'm going to put in in this new episode here now. Um, but of course, before we get into any of that, before we get into the guests uh, of the future, which I won't really touch on today, um, or the segment for this episode, uh, we got to get into the news, of course. That's uh, the brand new Trident Tracers. Every week we're doing news, we're doing reviews. So... In comic news, within the last two weeks, uh, it's been a little slow, but I got some good stuff here. First of all, um, the big news that broke a few months back, Brian Michael Bendis, of course, leaving Marvel Comics for DC, uh, switching sides, if you will. Uh, It's been announced what his first series with DC Comics will be. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis, ladies and gentlemen, is writing Superman. Uh, now, I'm not the biggest Superman fan. I know uh, a lot of people I know aren't really big on Superman. But the character has potential. I mean, it's one of the original one of the original superheroes. Um, it's just that if he's not done well, he can get boring. If there's anyone I want to see right Superman it is Brian Michael Bendis uh, and I've said it a few times before but if you don't know Brian Michael Bendis he is best known for his work with Marvel Comics he's the creator of Jessica Jones Miles Morales uh, he wrote a fantastic series called House of M uh, and apparently he's going to be relaunching Superman following the 1000th uh, 1000th that's hard to pronounce and not sound like you have a lisp uh, issue of Superman, and uh, he's going to be creating a brand new villain for his first arc uh, with ties to Krypton. So, a lot of mystery here. Uh, it's going to be interesting, and I mean, if you got someone, you're gonna you're gonna not just to write Superman, but but to create a new villain. This guy can create characters. Like you wouldn't fucking believe. Uh, he also responsible for creating uh, Maria Hill, uh, best known for being played by uh, what's her name, Robin fucking Sparkles from How I Met Your Mother in the Avengers movies. Uh, don't remember the actress's name. Anyway, uh, next up, more DC news. Batman and Catwoman's wedding date has been revealed. Uh, this has been building for a while now in Tom King's Batman series, and it has been announced that the issue uh, releasing on Wednesday, July 4th of 2018, will be the wedding of Batman and Catwoman. Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle are getting hitched. 
Of course, uh, we don't know how well it's going to go. Uh, looks like Joker might throw a wrench in things. Uh, not usually one for wedding uh, comics, but... I mean, I'm in, I'm in on this, because Tom King knows how to write a comic. And, uh, I mean, it's like a week and a half before I get married myself. So, uh, you know, I, I think I did it first, I guess, uh, is what I'm trying to say. Last up, as I said, uh, been a little slow in the news, but uh, we got one here from Marvel that I'm very, very interested in. A new series has been announced titled You Are Deadpool. Uh, this comes from writer Al Ewing, and it sounds like Dungeons and Dragons meets Choose Your Own Adventure, but in the form of a Deadpool comic. Uh, it features a cutout Deadpool die that uh, you actually cut out and keep from one of the pages. And readers make decisions and roll die, uh, which in turn changes how the story plays out. Uh, features N-level bosses, tutorial levels, mini-games, all kinds of fucked up shit. You can apparently steal items from the background of panels. Um, there's guest appearances, I think, from like Hulk and Daredevil. It sounds just bizarre enough to work. And I think with any other hero, this sounds like a terrible idea, but Deadpool, I mean, Deadpool's the unpredictable, wild fucking card of Marvel Comics, so I'm on board, and I feel like anyone I know who enjoys Deadpool will also be on board. Plus, it's been a while since I read a choose-your-own-adventure. Uh, you, you Are Deadpool, number one, uh, goes on sale May 2nd of this year, so keep your eyes open for that one and that is it for the news uh sadly i wish i had more news but you know comic book news kind of breaks in spurts so who knows maybe uh maybe on the next episode i'm gonna have way too much news to handle uh i do have some reviews uh i have been actually pretty busy reading a lot of comics lately i'm not gonna go into everything right away because uh, some of them are going to be touched on in the later segment so for reviews today I've got two here uh, the first one is a graphic novel titled Fun House by Alison Bechtel and some of you may know this This is uh, it's pretty well known in terms of uh, literary graphic novels and um, and also in terms of LGBT literature. Uh, now, Funhouse, I didn't really know anything going in other than it is widely regarded as one of the greatest pieces of LGBT uh, literature and one of the uh, more respected uh, graphic novels in terms of literature as well. So it's it's uh, pretty well respected, and uh, it it's basically about uh, Alison Bechtel's experience growing up and discovering her sexuality, uh, but also the story of her father and uh, learning about him. Uh, it's I I wouldn't explain it too much. It's 
dramatic. Um, it's heartbreaking. It's fantastic. It, it is so fucking well written and completely true, as as far as I know. I mean, as far as uh, Bechtel tells it. Um, so I do recommend this. I highly recommend it. It's it's not a superhero story. You don't expect explosions and and fights and, and intergalactic battles, but if you like the more serious side of comics and graphic novels, this is a must read. Uh, it's one I put off for far too long, uh, being as into graphic novels as I am, uh, and I'm I'd probably read it again. But first, I, I'd probably seek out more Bechdel to read. I, I've heard great things about her other works. But of course, you know, if I'm doing reviews, I'm gonna touch on some more uh, fun superhero type of stuff. And I went deep this week on Black Panther. I have never read much in the way of solo Black Panther. Uh, I, I mean, not that I've never read any Black Panther, it's just that most of the Black Panther I know is through Avengers, New Avengers, uh, various team-up comics, and stuff like that. So I went pretty deep here, and uh, I read a fucking ton of Black Panther comics from, uh, from Black Panther's origins until like current ongoing series. Uh, so I'm just going to run through personal favorites. Um, I thought it was fitting with Black Panther being released in just a couple of days. Uh, some people might not know the character, might want uh, something to go read and learn a bit. So these are my recommendations for uh, a first-timer here. And, and coming from someone who just recently read these himself. Um, first of all, with any superhero, I find uh, it's important, if you, if you want to learn more about a hero, and you want to learn more about their history and comics, you, you almost always have to go back to uh, the origins, and back to their first appearances. So, uh, Black Panther first appeared in a Fantastic Four comic, actually. Fantastic Four, issue 52, written by Stan Lee himself. Um, and it's nothing special, exactly. Black Panther is actually the, the villain in this comic, but it's, it's just interesting to see the roots of the character. Uh, and that continues a, a little Fantastic Four arc, and that's where the character sort of grew. Uh... From there, you can jump right into the 1970s Black Panther solo series written by Jack Kirby. Uh, great introduction to the character. If you've ever read a 70s Marvel comic, they're all kind of similar. Like I, I'm not dismissing them in any way. I love them. I love 70s Marvel. Jack Kirby, Chris Claremont, Stan Lee, they're fantastic. But a lot of them read very similarly, and that's not even that's not even even to to uh, make fun of them or to deny them in any way. It's just they found a format and it worked, and it created some of my favorite characters. It is what it is. 
If you want to go more into what to expect from the movie, first of all, uh, the 2000s Black Panther series, I think it was the maybe third Black Panther solo series, written by Reginald Hudlin. There's an arc that starts at issue 35, and it's not the introduction of Killmonger, but it is a fantastic introduction for anyone who doesn't know Killmonger. Eric Killmonger being the main villain in the upcoming Black Panther movie, played by Michael B. Jordan. Uh, It's a very short arc. It's like four or five issues, and Killmonger is a fucking beast in this thing. Great intro for Killmonger, to those who don't know him. And... The honestly, in my opinion, the best introduction to Black Panther for new readers has to be the current series at Marvel. Uh, started in 2016, written by I don't not sure if I'm pronouncing this right. I, I believe it's Tanisi Coates. And in my opinion, again, I haven't read everything, but it's maybe the best Black Panther comic to date. It's amazing. The It focuses much, much more on the sort of weight of the crown and the, uh, the struggle to balance being a great leader and being a hero, uh, which is really what Black Panther is all about. Um, man... It's fucking... It's heavy, but it has great action, great dialogue, fantastically written, beautiful art. Amazing, amazing comics, and uh, still going on today. So, that's my recommendation. Uh, Those are, I think, the most essential Black Panther comics uh, as as a sort of primer for the movie, which I can't fucking wait to see. Okay, uh, let's get right into the main segment, the main story behind uh, Tridents and Tracers episode 10. Uh, I had to sort of come up with um, a segment at the last minute here, and I was thinking to myself, you know, maybe a lot of the listeners either aren't comic readers or collectors uh, or even the Jedi Dropouts listener base. They haven't read comics. They haven't ever collected comics. They don't really know where to start. And I thought maybe I could... uh, I wanted to get into more comic-based lists, recommendations, that sort of thing. So today I'm doing the... Uh, basically like a where to start the essential comics for a new comic collector Uh, what you should have in your collection to start and to have a legitimate uh, little comic collection Uh, the must haves you know that sort of thing so uh, I've got a list of keys that I think uh, are, are key to any comic collection and then after that, uh, my personal recommendation for the first five comics in a collection. Okay, so for starters, if you're going to collect comics, you should have a little bit of Marvel, a little bit of DC. 
at least one of each, at least one Marvel comic or collection. I, I'm going by uh, trade paperback here, but if you collect by issue, that's fine, you know. Uh, by issue, by paperback, hardcover, whatever you want to do here. Um, obviously, the trade paperback collections are sort of the easiest to go to. I mean, it's like 20, 30 bucks, and there you are, there's a story, right? That's, that's just me. Uh, so, you're going to need some Marvel, you're going to need some DC. The second key, there are two writers who, without a doubt, have been the most influential on uh, modern comics and on comics being accepted into the mainstream. And those are Alan Moore and Frank Miller. And I really think those are the most essential writers to have in your collection, at least one of each. So that's the next key. You're going to need at least one Alan Moore and at least one Frank Miller. Uh, the third key, have uh, just just for a bit of uh, respect from, from the outside here, you're going to need at least one non-superhero sort of serious comic. Uh, just so your, your collection isn't pegged as... Uh, I, I know... I don't agree with it, but a lot of people will peg it as childish or, uh, let me see, just kind of one-dimensional. So have one serious sort of literary comic, just adds an extra dimension in there. Uh, next key is you need sort of a left-field choice. you got to add some personal flair in there, something to show you're not just taking off boxes on a list, which is ironic giving, since I'm, I'm giving a list here. Uh, and lastly, you're going to need Watchmen, because Watchmen belongs in every comic book collection, in my opinion. So, with those in mind, here are my five recommendations for a brand new comic collection. Number one. Watchmen by Alan Moore. As I said, every comic collection really does deserve to have a copy of Watchmen. I've, I've got two. I probably don't need them. But um, this ticks off the box of having Alan Moore in your collection. Uh, it's not even really my favorite Alan Moore, but it is probably his greatest. It's undeniably one of the greatest comics ever written. And honestly, in my opinion, it belongs in, in most, uh, no, it belongs in all book collections. It is just one of the the greatest pieces of literature ever written, in, at least in my opinion, and in the opinion of many. Number two, uh, The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. Now, this isn't my favorite piece of Frank Miller, uh... And it's not really my favorite Batman comic, because, and just for the record, uh, Sin City is my favorite Frank Miller, and The Killing Joke is my favorite uh, Batman. But The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller, it ticks off that DC box, it ticks off that Frank Miller box, and it's considered by many to be, uh, again, one of those classic superhero comics, one of the greatest Batman stories. Um, and it's very all-encompassing for Batman, 
too. You've got a Robin story. You've got a Joker story. You've got a Two-Face story. You've got a Batman versus Superman story, which is pretty relevant this day, these days. Um, it, you need Frank Miller. He adds that grit. He adds so many levels to a comic collection. Um, number three, Civil War by Mark Miller. Now, I was debating a couple here for the Marvel comic. Um, honestly, Marvel's uh, graphic novels and collected stories aren't really where they shine. They shine more in extended arcs than DC does. I mean, I can name a dozen DC graphic novels that belong in great collections, but you need a touch of Marvel. And I thought about putting Infinity Gauntlet on here just because it's so relevant to current Marvel movies, but Civil War is pretty fucking iconic. It's a great jump-on point for Marvel for for non-Marvel readers. Sorry, uh, you got a great story of heroes versus heroes, Iron Man versus Cap, uh, and Mark Miller is another fucking fantastic writer. That definitely bel- belongs in in a true uh, comic lovers collection. So that's my recommendation for a Marvel comic. I mean, again, Infinity Gauntlet is a great one. House of M. Uh, you can just go with a, an old omnibus collection of Spider-Man or Thor or Hulk or something like that. Uh, Civil War would be my choice. Uh, next up, number four. A Contract with God by Will Eisner. Now, I was looking for one to tick off the um, sort of serious literary comic. There's a lot of choices here that work. As mentioned earlier in the episode, Fun Home is a great one. Uh, Mouse is a fantastic read. But I went with A Contract with God by Will Eisner. Um, I honestly only read this for the first time within the last couple weeks. It's one I put off for a very long time. It is considered to be the first ever graphic novel, which is, is actually the the term graphic novel was invented uh, to describe this book, and it really just is a collection of short stories based around a poor suburb in New York. Um, and not only is it fantastic, and it is the original graphic novel, but Eisner is a legend in the comics industry, and uh, the Eisner Awards are actually named after him. The Eisner Awards being probably the biggest uh, comic book awards given each year. And lastly, we have number five, uh, well, it's up to you really. Uh, this one is just that every comic book collection uh, deserves a personal choice. You need to have some personal flair. You can't just tick off boxes, even though this is what I'm trying to help you do here. Uh, I recommend Dark Horse Comics, Image Comics, or Icon. Uh, some of my personal uh, flair for my collection include Kick-Ass, Preacher, Incognito, Chew... Scott Pilgrim, uh, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Just go to go to a comic book store and 
get away from the Marvel, get away from the DC, just go to the the uh, independent publishers and find something that just sort of jumps out at you. Um, it, I highly recommend this. You you could find some books that you absolutely fucking love that you would never find otherwise. Uh, my my first uh, my first experiences dealing with this uh, are definitely two from Image Comics and Incognito from Icon. Some of my favorite books ever written, and I probably would never have to discover them at all if I didn't just go to a comic book store and look around. Uh, so yeah, that that is that that's what I recommend for. A new comic collector. Get yourself Watchmen. Get yourself, uh, in my opinion, The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller, Civil War by Mark Miller, A Contract with God by Will Eisner, and whatever else jumps out at you. I mean, there's no real right or wrong way to do this. This is just uh, a sort of practice in in talking comics, talking different aspects of comics. And uh, talking about some of the greatest and most notable books ever written. Uh, but I mean, when it comes down to it, it really is up to you. Maybe, maybe you just want to go buy every issue of Spawn, and that's what you're into. Then that's fucking fine. Just go read some comics. Well, folks, that about wraps it up for another episode of Tridents and Tracers. Uh, Thanks again for listening. Really appreciate it. I, it means the fucking world to me. Uh, and as always, you can catch other episodes of Tridents and Tracers and the main podcast, uh, Jedi Dropouts, over at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com. Or uh, you can find that on Google Play, iTunes. Uh, where the fuck else can you find it? Podbean. There you go. Stitcher. YouTube. And uh, make sure you go make, make make sure you go check out James's James's badass series currently playing ukulele over on YouTube as well. And until next time, insert sign off here.